Matthew chapter 28, 
Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the reading of your word tonight. Open our hearts to it. Give me what I stand in need of, Lord, to share your word the way you've designed it. Lord, help us to be doers of your word. Help us to apply this appropriately. We love you. We thank you for what you're doing in our midst. Lord, I'm going to be honest. It's a little scary. We, we can't see out very far, Lord. We don't know all the answers, but Lord, we know you got all the answers. And we seek you tonight. We look to you in faith, and we know that you're in control, and you're going to work all this out for your honor and glory. Lord, we love you, and we look to you tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. As we look in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18 through verse 20, we find the commission to the Lord's New Testament church. These verses outline the commission for us. If you ever wonder, what am I as a child of God? What am I to do? What is my responsibility? What am I to do now that I'm saved? Jesus outlines it right here for us. Jesus tells us what we need right here in these three verses. Okay, and I want you to go to verse 19, and I want to start right there. And I want to start with the very first word. And he uses the word go. And understand as Christians, uh, he doesn't put a time limit. He doesn't say, I need you to be a Christian for a year and then go. He tells us as Christians to go. And that's a word that I love. That's a word that I think us as Christians need to apply to our life. That immediately when we meet Jesus, as Christians, we need to go. We need to go. There is a job for us to do. Understand as Christians that when we get saved, we are not to sit on the pew, we are not to just sit there and take up space, but we are to begin to do the work of a child of God. We are, we are to begin to do the work of a Christian. May I tell you, there is work to be done. And the work will not be completed if Christians do not go. As Christians, we need to go. If the world is going to hear about Jesus, we must go. If people are going to hear the good news, then we must go. If people are going to be saved and baptized, then we must go. If there's going to be new disciples made, we must go. If Hamburg, Arkansas is going to be saved, we must go. And I believe the worst thing that we can do as a local New Testament church is sit, as one preacher called it, on our blessed assurance and not do anything with what God has done for us. May I tell you that we are commanded by our CEO, the head of our church, to go. We must be a going church. We must be going about fulfilling the commission that God has called us to fulfill. So number one in this go part, understand this. Who is to go? Who is to go? Who is he talking to? 
Is he talking to individual believers? Who is he, who is he telling to go here? Well, I believe in the scripture that Jesus started the local New Testament church. I do not believe the church started on the day of Pentecost. I believe the church started during the ministry of Christ. In fact, on the day of Pentecost, the Bible said that they continued to do the work and to fulfill the doctrine. They continued in what Christ already started. Let me tell you something. If Jesus is the CEO, then the church started during his earthly ministry. If he's the head of it, it's not going to start when he's gone. It's going to start when it's here. And so he established the church. That's clear. That's Bible. Jesus started the church. What is the church? It is believers. It is us, it is you, and it is me. It is us that believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that we made Him our personal Savior. And not only is it us as believers, but it's baptized believers coveted to get together to carry out this very commission that God has called us to. Who is He talking to? He's talking to a church. You say, no preacher, that's not a church. Well, these very men are the men that we see in the book of Acts that go in Acts chapter 1 and they go back to the, the upper room and it's not just these men, but there's more involved with them. And they go back to that upper room and they do exactly what the Lord said, you wait on the Holy Spirit. If you remember, they went back to the upper room and they had a business meeting. You remember that? And they went back to fill the void of Judas. And so this is a functioning church. And from this church in Jerusalem began all mission work. And if you go to the book of Acts, every church that was started and the gospel was presented into the world because this group of believers coveted together to carry out this very commission that Jesus gave to them. And us as believers, we coveted ourselves together with other believers. We make up the church. We are the church together. If God wanted you to be saved and be by yourself and go to ten buck two, then he would have done that. God don't want you to be by yourself as a believer. He wants you to covet yourself together with other believers. To, to join the team, if you will. To join together for the mission that God has called us to do. You say, preacher, I can preach and I can teach and I can do all of this. Yes, you can, but two's better than one. And three's better than two. Amen? Four's better than three. And who am I to think that I'm good enough to do this on my own? Man, I'm thankful to be part of a local New Testament church. Amen? I'm thankful to have this. So who is he telling to go? He's telling the church. And he said in verse 18, I have this power. I have this authority. And with this authority, I'm telling you, being the one that I have the authority, I have that authority to now to tell you to go. And now he's telling these believers as that are coveted together to go with this authority. Where are they to go? I want you to hold your place there and look with me in Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. Where do we go? Who do we go to? What people do we go to? And, and in Acts chapter 1, where this same Matthew 28 is taking place about the same time, in this commission, he gives in Acts 1 and 8, he said, But ye shall receive power 
After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. I love how Jesus started in Jerusalem. Because that's where this church was. This is where these believers were. This is the home, the home place. This is their own neighborhood. And I love how he started there in Jerusalem, but he didn't hold it to Jerusalem. He outreached to the outer communities of Judea. He outreached to Samaria, and then he put something else on there. He said, then to the uttermost parts of the earth. He is telling them to go to Jerusalem. He's telling them to go to Judea. He's telling them to go to Samaria, and he's telling them to go to the uttermost parts of the earth. You say, preacher, that's a lot of places to go, but that's where he told them to go. And aren't you glad that they went there? Because the last time I checked, we were the uttermost parts of the earth to them. And we have the gospel now because a, a bunch of men and women came together in the power of, of the Holy Spirit of God to carry out this great commission. And they went and they obeyed the voice of the Lord. And here we are in the uttermost part of the earth worshiping the Lord because these men and women coveted themselves together to the commission of Jesus Christ. Who are we to go to? We're to go to our Jerusalem. We need to reach Hamburg, Arkansas. We are to go to everybody we come in contact with in Hamburg, Arkansas. If anybody ought to have a burden for Hamburg, Arkansas, it ought to be Promised Land Missionary Baptist Church. If there's anybody with a burden to see Ashley County saved by, by the power of Jesus Christ, it ought to be Promised Land Missionary Baptist Church. Amen? If there's anybody that's going to do anything about it, it ought to be us. But we can't stop there. we got to keep on going. And that's why we have missionaries. And that's why God lays burdens on men's heart like Brother Trey and other missionaries to go and start churches and, and go preach the gospel. And we need to do everything we can to get behind those men, to support those men, to make sure the gospel is being carried out. Go. Go. Who do we go to? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. Now I want to say something here. This is not broke down into colors. This is not broke down into cultures. This is broke down into regions. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that I'm only to preach to a certain type of people. I am to preach to all people in all places and everywhere. And I had at one time this thought that maybe I'm the only to preach to one type of people. And this is what got me. How can I successfully carry out the Great Commission if I only preach to one type of people? If God's only called me to white people, something's wrong. And my mission and my service for the Lord is going to be limited and I love at the Armadillo Festival, we passed out 500 invitations. Praise the Lord. We witnessed to all kinds of people. And I'm glad that we didn't have to say, well, you're not the right color. I can't invite you. What is wrong with me if I get to the place that I can't preach to somebody because of what they look like? 
There's something wrong with that. In His promised land, we don't need to get mixed up in that mess. We need to be focused on one thing, going to all people in all places, preaching the gospel to everyone. May I tell you that everybody has a soul. Everybody has the need to be saved. They need Jesus Christ. Everybody needs to hear about the Lord. I want you to look back in this great commission, Matthew 28. He said to go, and then he says to teach. And the word teach there can, in, in the Greek, goes back to that disciple. And he's simply telling them as the church to go make more disciples. A disciple is a follower of Jesus Christ. A disciple is simply someone who walks in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. What are we to do as Christians? We're to go make more disciples. How do we do that? By teaching them the truth of God's Word. May I tell you our greatest tool of what we do here at Promised Land is right here. And that's telling the story of Jesus Christ. And that's getting the gospel out. And it's getting, out, get them on, getting this out to everybody in all places so that they can hear the gospel. They need to hear about Jesus Christ. They need to hear about the story. Where does faith start with? It starts with hearing. And if they're going to hear it, it's going to have to come from us. And the only way they're going to hear it is if we go and tell them the truth. We got to teach, we got to preach, we got to declare unto them the truth of Jesus Christ, that He's the one and the only Savior, that He's the only one that can save them, He's the only one that can save the world, He's coming again. That's the message. We got to preach it. We go preach it, but we can't stop there. And I think sometimes as a church, we stop there. And they get saved and praise God, man, they're saved and glory, hallelujah, we're going to baptize them. Church, our job does not end there. We have to disciple them. We have to teach them what tithing is. We have to teach them how to live as godly people. We've got to get into the things of the Scripture, and we've got to disciple them. You didn't know everything when you first got saved, did you? Every one of you could probably go back to one person... Uh, Miss Frances Kilcrease. And every one of you have told me about how she has taught you and taught you and taught you. And if you know this woman, you know her life right up there in the nursing home. She's still making disciples up there. And she doesn't stop with the gospel. She tells them how to please the Savior. She tells them how to live for the Savior. And friend, that's what we're commissioned to do as God's people. And it doesn't say go get the preacher to tell them. It says you go. You go and you teach. You make disciples. I couldn't tell you how many times. Well, let me go get the preacher. Well, it's the preacher's job. Well, it's, it's all of our job. It is all of our responsibility to carry out this great commission. How are we to do this? I want you to go back in verse 18. He said, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. I am so thankful for Brother Trey's burden. I'm so thankful for his willingness to step up. And you think, man, how do you accomplish something like this? How are we going to accomplish this? Well, one thing, we're not going to accomplish it. The Lord is going to accomplish it. But notice what he said, all power is given unto me 
in heaven and in earth. Then he says in verse 20, I'm with you always, even unto the ends of the world. And then over back in the book of Acts chapter 1, he said, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. What God has told us to do, he has given us the ability to do that. Jesus would never make you do something or ask you to do something that you couldn't do. May I tell you that we have the power and the authority to go make disciples? We have the power and the authority to go out and make more churches? And you know whose power and authority we do that on? The authority that's given to us by Jesus Christ. And if we are going in that authority, may I tell you there's power in that authority. May I tell you that in that authority, Jesus can do anything. May I tell you that Jesus can open any door that he wants to. He can, he, he can close any door he wants to. And when we get to the place that we think, well, no, this is not going to happen. It's just too big. May I remind you, nothing's too big for the Lord. And when Brother Trey came to me and he said, Sterlington, Louisiana, if you want to get on your Google and you look up Sterlington, Louisiana, the property is expensive. It's horrible expensive compared to Ashley County. When you look at houses, you look at all of this stuff, and we think, how in the world? Jesus is how in the world we're going to do it. God is how in the world we're going to do it. When we go out and we do the work of the Lord, we're going in His power and His authority. And sometimes you got to take that first step of faith. And then when that first step of faith is taking place, then God will begin to provide everything that He needs. I'm telling you that if we would go and we would make disciples and quit worrying about everything else, God will provide everything that we need. May I tell you that he can equip us? Can I tell you tonight that he can give us everything we need so that we can do our job properly? Why would he call us to this? Why would he elevate us to do this and just leave us there and not take care of us? He gave us a promise, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He gave us a promise, you knock, you seek, you ask, and you shall receive. May I tell you that the gates of heaven can be open, wide open to us if we'll ask for it? I'm telling you, I shared with the men this morning, I just want to share with y'all, when we left for the national meeting, all this, wow, you know, my mind was blown. Went all the way... Where did we go? Florida is where we went. We went to Florida. Been so many places. I don't know where we were. But we were in Florida. I went to every preacher that I knew. And I shared the burden of Brother Trey. And every preacher said, Preacher, you have no idea. My church sent me here looking for more missionaries. We've got money that we're begging to send somewhere. Would Brother Trey come and share the work? I said, absolutely. Absolutely. Our sister churches around here, the ones that I've seen, they were, they were in tears. Oh, we love Brother Trey. We're going to jump behind Brother Trey. We, <clears throat> we went to camp. Brother Jason Carlton, a lot of y'all know him. He said, Brother Josh, I came to the national meeting uh, with three missionary spots open that we've been supporting, and we're begging churches to send us somebody to support. I'm telling you, doors are opening. Missionaries, Brother Jason Abear gave Brother Trey his own spot that he could go and get support and said, I want this missionary to have my spot. I'm telling you, God is opening doors already. God said, go.
He said, go and make disciples and I'll take care of you. I'm telling you, God's got this. I'm telling you, not just with Sterlington, but right here in Promised Land, whatever God has called us to do, let's get behind the Lord and let's follow Him and He'll provide for every need that we have. Don't ever worry. Don't ever worry when you're doing the work of the Lord because God's going to provide. I want to end it with this, and I've said this many, many times. But I, I go back to what I told Brother Don McCormick when I was young in seminary. And I'd come in, I'd say, Brother Don, oh, the church, oh, the church, oh. And I'd be so stirred up. He said, son, that church was going before you got there, and it'll be there when you leave. He said, that's the Lord's church. He said, it's the strongest power in all the world. He said, the gates of hell can't even prevail against it. He said, it's stronger than the federal government. He said, it's stronger than any entity that there is in the world. You know what? Christ has proven me to that, that to be true. This church and the mission that we have is the strongest thing in the world. It's great. And the power and the authority is great because we have this authority from heaven. We've been told to do what we're doing right here. You know what he wants us to do? Go. 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 You say, preacher, man, we're going to get behind Brother Trey and we're going to send Brother Scott Borland to Indiana and we're going to send this one to Africa. But what about you tonight? Are you going at the school where you work or where you go to school? Are you going where you work? Are you going to your neighborhood where you live? Are you going and making disciples where you are? It's not good enough to throw money for somebody else to do something. What are you doing individually? On a daily basis, we need to go and be about the Father's business of making disciples. It's not good enough to put all the money we have in missionaries. we got to be a missionary. We got to go out and make disciples. And so many times I feel like we just we throw money at something so that others can do the job we need to be doing ourselves. That's not what mission works about. Amen. We got to do it ourselves. And then we pay these other guys to go into places to do that there so that we can do it here. God's good. And God has blessed this church for her mission effort. And I pray that we'd continue to be goers would continue to listen to the voice of the Lord as he says, go, we'll follow him. Make disciples. Go, go, go. There's work to be done. There's souls to be saved. There's people that need to hear about Jesus. There's, there's saved people that need to be discipled. Go. Go and do the work of, of a missionary. Go do the work. Do you know God's called us all to be missionaries? Amen? We need to go. Let's all stand this evening. The burden is just so strong on my heart right now. And all that God is doing here, and we look at the building and the building project that we're getting into and all of this, and to me it just seems like bad timing. I'm going to be honest. I'll just be carnal. You know, I'll be honest tonight. It just seemed like bad timing. But you know what? God's always on time. God always knows what he's doing. But as God's people, we got to pray. We got to ask and we got to seek. We need some answers on some things. 
We need some doors to open like we've never seen open before. And we need that boldness to enter into the throne room to ask for it tonight. And I want to ask the Lord's church to fall on their face tonight and go to the Lord and say, Lord, we want to go, but we need the means to go. And we're going to get behind Brother Trey, whether we sponsor or support or whatever it is. Help us to help him. Open the doors. Help us to go and fulfill what you've called us to fulfill. Miss Barbara, you mind coming to the piano? I couldn't find the piano player tonight. If you would come to the piano, and she's just going to play, and these altars are going to be open. And I just wanted tonight a good time of prayer. You can't pray too much. You can't, you can't pray enough. Pray, pray, pray that God would open the doors for everything Brother Trey Emery needs. If we don't sponsor him, if we don't do that, well, we at least need to get behind him in prayer. Amen. He needs some doors to open, but not just for him, but for promised land. Are you all ready to go? So many people need to hear this. We need to go. We need his strength. We need his wisdom. Let's ask of it tonight. As she plays, y'all come.